Hello, I'm Alec, and this is Scandal 101. This, <laughs> this episode is going to well first of all it's going to be two parts but second of all it is going to be a much needed departure from hard topics that we've talked about over the past two weeks we've covered the only fans banning explicit content scandal and then the united states military nude photo scandal and those are important to know about but they are pretty heavy topics so this episode is going to be focusing on something that is a little more uh less soul crushing (laughs) shall we say this is the wendy's finger in chili scandal and before i jump in at the time of me recording this there is a lot going on um, in the news in terms of the olympic gymnast uh and the coach larry nasser or nassar No idea how to say his last name, but honestly, I don't care because he's a piece of trash human being. There's a lot of, there's public hearings going on with the victims of the disgusting coach um, and all that he did to those poor, poor, innocent people. So I'm interested to see what comes out of that. But that's really what's going on with the biggest scandal going on at the moment in the news at the time of this recording. Last thing I want to say before I jump in, one thing I've been wanting to do with this podcast is kind of like what they do on My Favorite Murder. Um, This is actually where I got my idea for it, so full credit to them. They do this thing called Hometown Murders where people send in their hometown murder and then they read them on the podcast. And one thing I've been wanting to do is read people's scandals on the podcast. If you've looked on the Facebook page, my cover photo for that page is, I think it says everyone has their own scandal. And that's true, everyone does. So I guess my request of you is if you have a scandal that could be personal, family, work, whatever, you could be involved in it, you could have just seen it, or it could have been something that a friend experienced that you were close to. It would be really cool if people could send in their personal scandals to scandal101podcast at gmail.com, and that email is also going to be at the end of the episode, and then I can read them on the air, and then of course in the email you can say if you want your name said or not, you can change the names of people or the town that this happens in, you know, whatever you are comfortable with, and I just think it would be really interesting if at the end of each episode I could share a scandal from a listener because there are so many scandals that happen in people's daily lives in work and family whatever but they're not big enough to make the news or it's an old scandal like in your family or in your town that isn't really like newsworthy quote unquote so if you could send those in that would be great and i've had a couple sent in already so at the end of this episode i'm going to read one and then going forward that is going to be the plan so again if you have a scandal that you want to share and you're comfortable with it being read on the air please send it to scandal 101 podcast at gmail.com okay i think that is my last announcement so we are going to dive right in 
first I'm going to set the scene and lay out what's happening at the beginning of this scandal. It was an average evening in San Jose, California. It was around 7.20ish uh, in the evening and the scene was average. Average fast food music in the background, the beeping of the timers that are notorious in fast food restaurants. Um, I don't know if you remember but before Wendy's looked all modern like they do now, there were like ones with, it almost looked like a greenhouse, like a glass half dome on some some of the restaurants. So that's, that's the restaurant you're picturing. The half dome glass Wendy's restaurant music. It's an average night. People are in there just having having a <laughs> having a good time at Wendy's. Uh, okay. Um according to David Mickelson's uh from Snopes, two of these people in the restaurant who were eating just minding their own business were Davina Cordero and her boyfriend. They were just enjoying Wendy's, maybe they were on a date, maybe they were just getting food. Who knows? Source didn't say, but they were getting food together. They were just enjoying their time when all of a sudden a woman begins frantically gasping and saying, quote, don't eat it. Look, there's a human finger in our chili, end quote. Cordero looked, uh, looked at it and said it appeared what the lady was talking about had been cooked and it seemed to have a long fingernail at the end of it. Quote, we went up to the counter and they told us it was a vegetable. The people from Wendy's were poking it with a spoon, end quote. So, who was this woman who was frantically screaming in the Wendy's that she had found something disgusting in her chili? Her name is Anna Ayala, and she was from Las Vegas, but at the time she was visiting family in San Jose. Anna later describes what happened that fateful night on Good Morning America. This was like her direct words, so if there's random like grammar things, I'm just reading you verbatim what she said on Good Morning America. Quote, Well, as I was eating my chili, and um, I usually eat all my crackers and just put them in there, mix it all around, and started eating, eating and eating the way usually people eat. And suddenly, I choose something that's kind of hard, crunchy. I spit it out. At first, I wasn't sure what it was. And uh, we started investigating, poking it, other people as well. That's when we find something that looks like a nail. End quote. Going back to the evening of the incident, so she described that later on Good Morning America, which we'll talk about later, but going back to the night of the incident. According to Chris Manning's article in Loss Prevention Magazine, the incident occurred around 7.20, like we said earlier, on March 22nd, 2005. After this incident happened, they immediately stopped serving chili and discarded uh, what was remaining. They also saved the finger by wrapping it and freezing it. <laughs> which I worked at a fast food restaurant for seven years and I've definitely seen my fair share of things, but I, and I was a manager for four years there. I cannot imagine if someone was like, Hey, I found this finger in my whatever, in my chili. I don't think my first instinct would be to freeze it, but I, it is good that they did and that will be <laughs> that will become apparent later. So the local police are called, but the incident is regarded as a health issue, not a police matter. And at the time shortly after this incident happens, friends of Anna are outside the restaurant taking pictures and then by the 10pm news it was being broadcasted, but it was being broadcasted as a minor unconfirmed story. So. 
little little bit of chatter, but nothing really big going on. Matt Richtel and Alexi Baranuevo report for the New York Times that on the very same night, Mr. Lynch is woken up by a phone call around 11.30 in his Dublin, Ohio home. Who is Mr. Lynch? Because we don't know who he is yet. Denny Lynch was a Wendy's executive, but more specifically, he was Wendy's senior vice president for communications. And he he's someone who's got a lot of practical experience. This definitely is not his first rodeo. Um, at this point, he had worked there for about 25 years, and he's handled many crises. Many crises? He has definitely seen a crisis in his day, <laughs> to avoid the word. He handled a crisis when robbers shot and killed five workers at a Wendy's restaurant in Queens. So it's not his first time dealing with a big crisis, but this one is definitely a, a very unique and out of the ordinary one for sure. And when Mr. Lynch was woken up from that phone call, the news media was wanting, uh, was wanting a statement and Lynch decided not to wake Wendy's chairman and chief executive, John T. Schussler. However, he did send him emails explaining the situation and then the steps that he, Mr. Lynch, had taken at the time. So that's day one. All of that happens from 7.20 until 11.30 midnight that day. Now it's day two. The franchise owner and operations team start an investigation on site, and they are also assisting the county health department as they inspect the store, because as we remember, this is not a police matter at this point, it is a health issue. It was determined that all of the store's policies were followed, and after examining all of the employees' hands at the store, it was found that everyone's hand was intact. <laughs> Can you imagine it like you go to work and then the next day you come in and there's a whole health team there and they're like, hey, can we please see your hand? And you're like, why? And they're like, oh, no big deal. We just need to make sure that all your fingers are there. Oh, my ride's here. Gotta go. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hate loud motorcycle noises. Anyway, uh, where were we? They were checking people in the restaurant to make sure that their fingers had not been somehow chopped off in the restaurant, and it turns out everyone in the restaurant still had all of their fingers and still had every part of their finger on, so that was good. And also, one thing that was interesting is the employees were interviewed, and they all later passed a lie detector test. So, Wendy's was not messing around with the employees in that store. And one thing that made Mr. Lynch feel better is that he learned that the specific batch of chili that supposedly had the finger in it had been prepared by an employee who had worked there for 10 years. Quote, that helped a little, end quote, in terms of Mr. Lynch's confidence. And according to that New York Times article by Alexi and Matt that I mentioned earlier, the process of making the chili in Wendy's goes something like this, or at least it did at the time. A worker grounds beef into small chunks with a spatula, and the meat is the same kind for the two and the four ounce patties used for the hamburgers. Then kidney beans and small other beans are added, and those beans come from sealed cans, and they are added along with seasoning from a packet and tomatoes. It is then cooked four to six hours and stirred every 15 minutes. So at least at the time, I, I don't know what their current chili, uh, pr <laughs> I don't know what their current chili making 
things are. Maybe Kevin from The Office knows, but I am not one to keep up with chili making processes. Uh, Mr. Lynch said that with such close interaction with the food, it would have been really unlikely that a foreign object, let alone a finger, would go unnoticed into the chili. And then from that Manning article, it later reports that that same afternoon, so the afternoon on day two, the Santa Clara County Health Officer, Dr. Martin F., confirmed that the finger was just that, a human finger. So it was officially confirmed that there was a human finger found in the chili. The media had incorrectly assumed that the finger had been cooked, so Dr. F straightened that out. He stated that there was a minimal health risk to anyone who had eaten the supposed uh, contaminated chili, but it was a possibility that there could be contamination can little contamination and the reason why he was trying to straighten out whether the the finger had been cooked in the chili is just that if it had been cooked in the chili it would have been as gross as this sounds marinating in there so all the yummy juices that's coming out of a severed finger would have been cooked into the chili so dr f wanted to straighten that out and be like listen homies of the santa <laughs> the santa clara county health department it wasn't cooked in the chili but it was in the chili, so maybe there was contamination, but it's unlikely. That night, so the night of day two, the story was sweeping across the nation. The Tonight Show, hosted by Jay Leno, made several jokes, and one of them was about Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. Quote, I didn't know Wendy sold finger food. I guess we know what Wendy's did with their founder, Dave Thomas, end quote. I'm all for jokes, but that's just such a bad joke. Like, come up with some better material. Like, ah... Their finger was better than finger licking good. Like, that's, I mean, still not great, but I feel like that's a little better, and I just came up with that on the fly. Tonight show, if you're looking for a writer, please come in contact with me. I'll put my email for the podcast at the end. Now we're on day three, and this information is coming from that Manning article. On this morning, a picture of the famous chili finger was released to the public by the county health department. With the release of the photograph were statements by department spokesperson who characterized the, quote, victim as, quote, distraught and sickened by the incident, end quote. And then this only added fuel to the fire that was already happening around <laughs> around this huge story. And we know who Anna Ayala is, but at this point, Anna had not been publicly named, so that's why they're referring to her as the, quote, victim. But as the victim, quote-unquote, um, the nation was giving a lot of sympathy to this unnamed victim. And at that point, rightfully so, because if someone had found a finger, if well, okay. If I found a finger in my chili, I would not only want, but I would expect the sympathy of the nation. And I think the reason why I would demand uh, the nation's attention is because there's really no other problems going on here or abroad. I think everything is completely fine. <laughs> oh, couldn't even get through that. Okay, so the victim was getting a lot of sympathy. At the same time that all of this chaos was happening on day three. The San Jose Police Department were being contacted by the Corporate Security Department of Wendy's and a private investigator is hired to provide additional manpower into the investigation. And one interesting thing that the private investigator finds is evidence that the woman had, quote, previously made claims against corporations in her home state of Nevada, end quote. Mr. Lynch said about the news media, quote, it went nonstop for the next two or three days, even through the weekend, even when the Pope passed away, it still got coverage, end quote. Clearly, this is a big deal if, the, if Wendy's is still getting some coverage when the Pope is dying. 
Alrighty, so now we're about a week out from when the famous finger was quote-unquote found in the chili. This is when Anna Ayala goes on Good Morning America with her lawyer. So I mentioned what she said earlier in the podcast, but it's a week after this incident happens is when she actually goes on to Good Morning America. That New York Times article reported that the night before Anna was to appear, Mr. Lynch got a call at 6 p.m. saying that Anna was going to be on Good Morning America the next morning with a lawyer. So basically, Mr. Lynch got a call and was like, hey, tomorrow morning, um, the star of your finger scandal is coming on the show. Do you have anything to say? And what what ABC, what an ABC producer said to Mr. Lynch was, quote, does Wendy's want to say anything or send someone to New York? end quote. And Mr. Lynch asked if they would be able to wait 24 hours. Their response? No. He then spent three hours preparing a statement, which was almost read in its entirety the next morning. And so now there's a face to the person who found the finger. There's a response from Wendy's. The story somehow is even becoming more widespread than it already was. Now it's day eight. Anna Ayala was preparing a lawsuit against Wendy's, and then also, at the same time, copycat incidents were on the rise, which I just have some questions. Uh, were these incidents with real fingers? Do people have spare fingers lying around? Did people use fake fingers? I guess I'm just more curious on, on what's going on with the finger situation. And I guess I can maybe understand, well not trying to get into the mind of someone who commits fraud. Well, actually, sure, let's go there. If we think back, and this is some this is a scandal I'm wanting to do later on. I want to do the Tylenol poisonings. It's just a huge scandal. There was mass panic around that time and Tylenol suffered for years and there were copycat incidents uh, across the nation, which is super interesting. I just learned about those recently. So I guess I could understand someone wanting to take advantage of the fear around Wendy's and it's like, oh, I found a I found a finger in my chili. Maybe if I could come across a spare finger or a spare body part, I could throw it in the chili and maybe get some money from Wendy's. So I guess I can understand from a fraud standpoint how someone would come to the conclusion of wanting to do a copycat incident. I'm just more grossed out on if these people were using real body parts. <laughs> like, where did they get them? And it, I think it just kind of shows how far people are willing to go to get some quick cash. There, I didn't look too much into the copycat incidents, so I don't have a lot of information about them. But in multiple sources, I found that they were on the rise after this initial incident. So I just thought I would throw that in there. On the same day, so this is still day eight, it was determined that the finger did not come from an internal source. So that's looking at someone in the in the Wendy's restaurant, in the supply chain, like the food suppliers of Wendy's, even delivery people. Like they did a really thorough investigation of wherever they get their food and it was determined, okay, this finger did not come from anyone inside the process of Wendy's or manufacturing or packaging or anything. So then that day, the San Jose Police Department officially launched a criminal investigation. Also, a doctor named Lynn Bates, quote, provides direction for testing to discover whether or not the finger was cooked with the chili ingredients, end quote. It's interesting, like we talked about earlier, it was determined that the finger wasn't cooked with the chili or it, it wasn't like 
in the chili all day, but this doctor was providing instructions on how to tell if the finger was cooked in the same ingredients as the chili, which is just another way to prove that the finger was not in the chili. That science is fascinating to me. I wonder one, yeah, like, hey, was this finger cooked in uh, beef and tomato? And you're like, hmm, I don't know. Let me analyze that and get that back to you. What a fun job. Day nine. Wendy set up a hotline to gather information and sets out a $50,000 reward for information that leads to the source of the finger, and that's from that Manning article. That New York Times article from earlier also mentioned that police detectives searched the Las Vegas home of Anna Ayala, and nothing I could find reported on what was like if there anything if anything came of that search. So I'm assuming nothing did, but nothing was reported on the result of the search. And then according to that Manning article from Loss Prevention Media, around 300 calls are received over the next six days to that hotline that Wendy's established. One caller says that they overheard Anna talking about a finger, which kind of weird to talk about a specific finger, but whatever. And then a second caller gives, quote, specific information about how Ayala and her husband had scammed the caller over the sale of a trailer, end quote. So basically, the caller who was calling in was like, hey, these two people scammed me out of the sale of a trailer, and I want to give some information about it. And then it was reported in the Associated Press that Anna had a settlement, quote, for medical expenses for her daughter, who claimed she became sick at an El Pollo Loco restaurant in Las Vegas, end quote. So it seems like a pattern is starting to emerge with Anna Ayala and just kind of the way she conducts herself in certain things. There maybe is a history of fraud. There's at least one person calling in saying, hey, she scammed me out of at least the sale of a trailer. And it was determined that the finger did not come from an internal source, not from someone in the restaurant, not from someone in the packaging center, whatever the correct term is, not someone who anywhere in the in the supply chain of Wendy's did that finger come from. So with this history of fraud, the fact that the finger did not come from an internal source anywhere uh, on the supply chain of Wendy's, people are starting to become a little suspicious of Anna and the fact that there is no reasonable explanation or source of this finger. And that is where we are going to stop with part one. It was kind of hard to figure out where I wanted to stop this, and part two might be longer than this episode, but I wanted to lay the foundation and get you kind of to the middle of this scandal. And part two is going to give you the back half of this scandal, figure out where this finger came from, because it didn't come from inside of inside of Wendy's. And then it's also going to give an interesting look as to the character and the person who is Anna Ayala. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said at the beginning, part two is going to be out on Monday. And without further ado, ado? Further ado. Further ado, I am going to read the first scandal from a listener. So yay! And this person did not want to be named, so no problem. And I'm just going to read directly from the email. At least 90% of Asian restaurants pay their employees under the table, or at least half, half. And then parentheses, in a 50-hour work week, like 10 hours filed for taxes, the rest paid by cash. I worked at a restaurant as a dishwasher in high school. 
I've heard from other restaurants as well. They even told me recently at an event, they had their employees on UI, unemployment insurance during COVID and allowed them to work, but for less pay since the government was paying them a lot. Sort of a big problem because they pay employees well below minimum wage. For me, a 13 hour work day, uh, I get paid 80 or $100 because they would intentionally short you. Uh, not the most interesting scandal, but you know, it's a real one. Uh, free reign to treat employees like garbage and then replace them whenever they want. No breaks, no paid lunches, etc. It also allows the employers to dodge taxes and unaccounted hours to short you. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing. Um, and again, for anyone else who wants to share, I don't have to say your name, or if you want to admit details, you definitely can. That sucks. <laughs> um, I think I've, I've said in previous episodes, I've worked at multiple fast food restaurants, and I can definitely relate to the no break thing. I worked at a fast food, or I worked at a chain somewhere. I won't name them, but I worked at a chain, and like I think we were allowed to take breaks, but we weren't. Like no one ever told us to go on break or when I was trained, I was never really told like how often I could take breaks or if I could take breaks or like what the break structure would look like. And honestly, that job, I would work an eight or nine hour day and I didn't ever take a break. But at least for me personally, I didn't really mind because it slowed down for a good chunk of the day. You know, you'd be cleaning, doing things, but you could like rest for five minutes and it would be fine. So I just took intermittent breaks throughout the day, but they weren't ever like an an actual structured break because I was never actually informed on how to take a break. And I worked there for like nine or 10 months. That's so interesting. It's interesting in this email because it also sounds like they're committing fraud of some kind like tax fraud I don't know what the quality or the quality I don't know what the category would be yeah that sucks I'm sorry that you're dealing with that again no name but you know who you are sorry you're dealing with that or sorry you had to deal with that that's that sucks yes but again thank you so much for sharing and please send in your scandals if you have any like this is a good example it's nothing it wasn't a life or death thing by any means but this is a scandal and it it shouldn't be happening. <laughs> and it can relate to a workplace scandal, family scandal, personal scandal, whatever you want to send in. To this person, thank you so much for sending it in. I really appreciate it. And if you want to keep up with the latest on Instagram, you can find us at Scandal101Podcast, on Twitter at Scandal101Pod, on Facebook, if you search Scandal101Podcast, you will find our Facebook page. The website is Scandal101Podcast.podbean.com. And then again, the email, if you have a scandal that you want read on the podcast or if you have a scandal that you want me to look into to like do a full episode over that email is scandal101podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed the sharing of a personal scandal from a listener and this has been episode 18 of scandal 101